You know when you get home after a vacation and you say, ladies and gentlemen, we just, we're just we landing in Toronto. As soon as you touch down, you know, you're like, okay, back to life. Can you imagine how good it feels to touch down on Canadian soil? Even if you have to go into 14 days of quarantine, there must be just a audible sigh of relief that you hear on that plane when uh, they touch down. The latest, by the way, in the coronavirus is the death toll in China has passed 1,000. There are now over 42 uh, thousand cases that are confirmed and uh, according to the uh, folks that are in the know when it comes to cybersecurity, coronavirus is being used to um, infiltrate and uh, penetrate the most uh, secure areas of your internet there's a, a new group a group called Proofpoint. they say that there is uh, cyber criminal groups are exploiting fears over the recent novel coronavirus outbreak in an email phishing campaign, which is directed at uh, not only the global shipping industry, but a few other uh, businesses. This was released in a report on uh, in California on Monday by that cybersecurity firm. So we reached out to David Shipley, who is our 640 Toronto tech analyst. And usually we get him on the line, but we've got him in person today. David, good to see you in person. Great to be here, Kelly. Okay, you uh, are familiar with uh, the fact that criminal groups are now exploiting our fears with coronavirus. How exactly are they uh, doing this? So phishing, which is a form of social engineering, which taps into our emotions, our curiosity, our fear, to get us to click on things, open things. And this is a special kind of phishing. We call it sharking because it usually revolves around blood in the water, a tragedy, a natural disaster, or coronavirus. And it can capture our need to be in the know or our fear. And so it's a very powerful lure for social engineering. And we've heard from clients and partners around North America and the world and the financial industry and others that they're seeing this uh, all over. Over the place. So it's being used and be cautious. So new term is sharking. And that is uh, when there's something that I guess we'd go to because there's a feel, feeling of urgency wrapped around feeling it, of right? urgency or sometimes curiosity. Like, for example, the recent tragedy with Kobe uh, would have been used for phishing campaigns that would have turned into sharking. Like, it is absolutely heartless. It's yeah. awful. It's the worst part of, of human nature. But criminals don't have morals. This is an interesting one because Proofpoint, uh, the the California-based cybersecurity firm who have alerted everyone to this, said that the new campaign uses emails with bogus Microsoft Word attachments. Is that a new thing, the Microsoft Word attachments? They're not normally a threat, are they? Well, uh, so Microsoft Word attachments are one tactic that can be used because they can actually be preloaded with a bunch of actions, and these are called macros. And most large enterprises turn these things off so that when you open it, it can't automatically do a bunch of really weird and or cool stuff. Yeah, we've all seen this. Enable macros, it exactly. says. Exactly. Right. So, uh, but smaller organizations, which are getting hammered, often don't have these security controls turned on, don't know what they're doing, or may have to use macros for their business. And so this can be exceptionally dangerous. And what happens is you get this Word document. It does something sketchy. What it does is it downloads an additional piece of malware. And that piece of malware is like a skeleton key for your business. It just opens the door up. And they can do ransomware. They can steal information. And this is part of the cyber criminal economy that exists now. Is there anything that you would see on your computer screen if you've clicked on one of these uh, Microsoft Word documents that are, uh, can I say infected? Is that so? Yeah, they're they're they. You can use the word infected because there would be a malicious macros. Okay. You might see some rapid activities, but if you just open it and it happens really quickly, or you look away, you might not see anything. Now, if you have antivirus, mm-hmm. maybe it will catch it. But if it's a very clever new technique, maybe not. 
Okay, so do, have you had the ability to go in and look at one of these Microsoft Word attachments that are associated with uh, this this uh, form of sharking? No, I haven't dove into this particular one, but I've seen all kinds of super clever malware using Word. Okay, but do they look like, so when you open up the attachment, the Word doc, would it look like uh, instructions on what to do to avoid coronavirus or what what, what do we see? So sometimes the even in the process of opening the Word doc, and depending on the type of malware used, it may even just be opening that Word doc can actually kick off the infection. You may not have to click an OK, enable, or run the macro, just doing that. And so what you might see in one of these emails, if I was crafting one of these, if I put right. my criminal hat on, it would say, you know, probably target your organization. It would say, um, we have new procedures for cleanliness in the building. You need to read up on these. There's been a reported case of coronavirus now in Canada, for example, and get people really uh, nervous and then yeah. they open it up. So that's how easy it is to craft these messages. Now, what Proofpoint is saying in their message so far is that these ones are kind of lazy. There's lots of typos. They're easy to spot, et cetera. More sophisticated ones will come. They'll look like news alerts. You know, if you sign up for CNN or CTV or global news alerts, you know, they can also be uh, impersonated to look like one of these attacks. So how do you distinguish? I mean, we took one of these phishing um, modules uh, here at Chorus so that we knew what to look for. But what are people looking for then? It would be in the IP address, wouldn't it? To make sure that it's coming from your corporation and not from somebody else? Interesting question. Um, we often teach people about these technical signs. Look for the senders. Is somebody you know and you trusted? Are there typos? That type of stuff. But we're seeing really, really good campaigns. Sometimes they'll even hack inside the organization and then use that as a point to send out. This is the game that's being played. The best defense, actually, and what we teach people is about emotions. Is this making me overly curious? Am I overly scared when I'm doing this? Just pause. Take a second breathe. Why am I getting this? Question things. And we need to tell people you're in control of technology, not the other way around. Wow, that is putting a lot of the onus on on people that are busy and distracted. It, it is putting a lot of the onus, but there is no technological silver, silver bullet. Huh. What, what's the most popular email scam going around at the moment? Um, well, there's a variety. I mean, you got to understand that the internet is just packed full of all these. Ransomware has come back with a vengeance and it is crippling all kinds of businesses. Municipalities across North America are just getting pummeled. So ransomware delivery is a big one, but we're still seeing a lot of banking Trojans. So this is one called Emotet is still very popular. And uh, so it allows organizations to uh, screen grab or uh, keystroke log when you log into your banking website so they can steal your bank account information. So financially motivated or ransomware motivated are up there. Other ones are designed to turn your webcam on, spy on you, etc. Do you, are you one of the people that uh, uh, subscribe to covering your webcam with a piece of paper? 110%. Hey, no. everybody thinks I'm a lunatic that sees me with it on my iPad. What about your phone? Do you do it on your phone? I, I have a cover that flips over my phone. Uh, so the way that my wallet works for my phone to make sure the camera is covered at all times. So you're not uh, being overly paranoid. No, and I'll tell you right now, there was just a release out yesterday that the Americans accused four Chinese uh, military officers of being part of the Equifax hack. If you look at one of the photos, that is clearly from a laptop camera. They owned him from his own computer. Wow. Uh, so, you know, and we also know that uh, webcams should never be inside your offices or home because the Dutch of all people, were spying on the Russians via their webcams, watching them hack the DNC in real time in 2016. Wow, that is uh, interesting stuff. Hey, by the way, uh, you brought up you brought up China there. Uh, Canada's military, with this story broke yesterday, wants Ottawa to ban Huawei from 5G. What do you think about that? 
Well, full disclosure, I am a former uh, Canadian Forces member and a veteran, so I agree with D&D on this wholeheartedly, both uh, from a security perspective and from a technology perspective. You can't work your way around this. And I know the politicians are struggling because, you know, when you look at Germany, Germany faced the same questions and they uh, gave in to China because if they kick Huawei out, they can't sell Volkswagen anymore. Canada is not in that position. And remember, we still have two Canadian hostages. What do you mean by they can't sell Volkswagen? Well, it means if we kick out China's apple, if Germany kicked out China's apple, uh, their retaliatory move would be you're not going to sell cars in this market. Um, In Canada, we're not in the same level of economic dependence yet with China. Um, And let's not forget, we're in hostile foreign relations right now with two Canadian hostages. Yeah, but I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that Huawei's been uh, giving grants to professors in the tech industry to do their work. And we have a really uh, wonderful right now uh, presence in the tech uh, market as far as our tech... uh, People go, do you know what I'm saying? Are, are, are technology uh, yeah. new minds? So so certainly they are absolutely investing in uh, Canadian universities and yeah. something CSIS has been very nervous about for some time. But let's not forget, we used to be the world leader. Nortel was a thing. Yeah. We were, we owned 4G. Uh, and then thanks to espionage efforts and bad moves on the ha- combination of Nortel, it no longer exists. So, you know, we're looking at the, the bare bones of what used to be and we're grateful for that now. I mean, uh, China has, uh, and Huawei in particular, has a history of stealing intellectual property. Um, it's not a good idea for our companies necessarily to be in bed with that technology. All right, David, I apologize, but I got to wrap it up at that. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much. That's David Shipley. Just a warning for you to be thinking twice before you click on those Word docs.